Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus. You are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC. John Coleman. Dio, what's poppin'? Bro, I have had one crazy-ass, hellacious day. That's the longest conversation we've had all day. It is. It's 5 o'clock p.m. on a Monday. Yep. You and I are sitting down because we got to drop this shit tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. The, yeah, there is no waiting. We don't miss a date. We don't miss drops. We don't miss drops, and this is how we roll. <laughs> you know what's exciting? I started my day on um, the loanofficerpodcast.com. Yeah. Yeah, also called TLOP. Online. Online.com. Mm-hmm. And for our paid members, mm-hmm. which it's a whopping $25 monthly donation if you want the coolest, greatest content and full access, which includes last week we did a TLOP town hall meeting, mm-hmm. right, where I hopped on a Zoom for one hour with the TLOPers, the yeah. premium members, and it was anything goes, ask me anything, let's great. let's talk shop. That yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. And had some big dogs on. Yeah, some big dogs. We had a couple like $30 million producers, yeah. $40 million producers that were – that were uh, tied in. That yeah, was pretty cool. That was. But no, this morning, the message board is starting to take off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I see it. Yeah, I see it. Like, my idea of this message board was I thought it was a place for the community to come together and help each other. Mm-hmm. Like, let's post topics. No different than Reddit. Right. Right. Way back in the day from my old school Ellos, no different than what Lone Toolbox used to offer. Yep. Um, but it's one of the slower movers for us, and probably because it's a premium thing. Mm-hmm. Right. This website's, for the most part, brand new. We yeah. launched it earlier this year. We talk about it on this, but we don't advertise it. We don't promote it amongst other forums yeah, or right. Google or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I think we're up to like twelve or 1,300 members. Mm-hmm. And then of that, about 10% are paying, yeah. um, which is about normal. Yeah. Right? But it was really cool to actually be in the forum. Yes, yeah. And I like answered two or three different questions. Yeah. I gave my feedback, my opinion. It was really cool. Yeah, see? What are we going to talk about today? I don't know. You needed to get that I off your chest. I needed to get that Damn. off. Like, normally, y'all don't get to see this. Normally, John and I get to hang out, at least on days that we record. Mm-hmm. You and I get to hang out for a solid 45 minutes. We sometimes do business planning. We sometimes talk about other projects we're working on. Mm-hmm. Right. We sometimes go to lunch. Right. Right? We go to lunch. I eat wings. You drink beer. We shoot the shit. We get caught up on life. Yeah. We've had none of that today. Yeah, so, so I might start the episode right now. <laughs> and three, two, one, go. <laughs> Oh, there's someone at home that it was like, I, I love w- that. Yeah, I love that part. Don't stop, guys. And then there's someone else that's Whatever. Like, yeah. Until you edit the video, I don't care. Here's the thing. I'm going to throw this out there, too. God. John and I are onto something. We're convinced, finally. Mm-hmm. And we can continue to do this. We can continue to make it better. We can continue to make tweaks, improvements, adjustments. But all of that costs money. Well, the way that you raise money is by growing your audience size. So first and foremost, if you all want to see us continue doing this... Do us a favor, share it, like it, give it a review, subscribe to YouTube, and check out our website, TLOP Online. Mm-hmm. But today's topic, John, <laughs> yeah. today's topic is inspired by loan officer coaching that I was doing this morning. So every other Monday for our associates here at Waterstone, I do sales scripting. So I teach mortgage school, I do sales scripting, and I also have coaching groups. Yeah. Scripting is more my style because like anything goes, mm-hmm. and we do it every two weeks. And some people hop on Zoom. Some people come sit in my office and um, participate. It's not mandatory, but obviously it's highly encouraged. And it's a chance for loan originators to bring what recently transpired. Maybe you're talking to a borrower. Maybe you're talking to a realtor. You're trying to schedule an appointment. You went on an appointment. Something came up and you're like, man, I could have answered that better. Or, man, I didn't know what to say. Or, man, I had no idea what they were getting at. Yeah. 
And all I offer is my years of experience and maybe my above average skill set for scripting or using words to convey a message to teach mm -hmm. so others can take that, build upon it and get better. So today's episode is a little bit inspired by that. But why don't you announce to the audience? Today's episode is giving away too much free advice. Giving away too much free advice. So there's two things that I have found that I have done, A, as a human being, mm -hmm. and B, as a mortgage professional. Helped people. That I've done too much of that it maybe is a turnoff or I've done incorrectly or could use improvement. Okay. What okay. is that? The first is I give unsolicited advice. Mm. Unsolicited means? Means I give you advice without you asking me mm. for advice. Right. I'm terrible at that. Okay. I have worked on it. Mm -hmm. I've talked about it with counselors. I've talked about it in leadership courses. The first step is admitting it. Mm -hmm. So I try to talk about it as much as possible because I'm giving y'all permission to like, give me a wink or a nod. Hey, Dio, appreciate it, but I didn't ask for it. Word. So just me being me, if I can share something, maybe there's other people that are like me, I give too much unsolicited advice. I promise anyone who's willing to listen is coming from a good place. It's coming from my heart. I want to help, right? But I don't enjoy receiving unsolicited advice. Mm. So what makes me think that I should be any better than, than the other person at yeah, delivering it? Yeah. But something else I do, because I love to talk. Mm. I love to feel important. I love people to look up to me and think, oh, wow, look at him. Gee golly wee. You sound like Bora out there. <laughs> Gee golly wee, yeah. <laughs> All we go off. I have given away, I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars of commission checks over the past decade, going on two decades of free advice, where I sit back and I will tell a client every which way that their loan should be structured so that they become approved without ever getting them to commit to me. Word. And that is bad business. Is it? Yes. That is bad business. Like there's a certain point where you want to give enough that you have firmly supplanted yourself as the subject matter expert, that you have wet the whistle, they're enticed, and they want more. Mm -hmm. But more needs to come at a cost. Mm. More very well, by the way, may just be, hey, for, in order for me to give you any more advice, I'm going to need the following from you. I need to spend the next 15 minutes with you creating a new file. I need you to consent to for me to be able to disclose documents to you electronically. And I need to obtain a copy of your credit report, even if it's just a soft pull. Many of you at your current lenders have the opportunity to pull a soft credit pull cost your branch a whole lot less money, and it doesn't ding your client in the same manner that a hard credit pull would. And it doesn't, my understanding at least, it doesn't register so that a trigger lead isn't um, now sold, mm -hmm. and now that person has all these lenders calling them. Right. But I want some kind of a buy-in. Do you know why I want a buy-in? Because your time ain't free. Well, my time isn't free, but here's more importantly, I understand sales and lead conversion. And I understand that I convert 50% of every, every credit report I pull. Mm. 
I only convert 20% of my leads. So this person right now is sitting in lead status. That means my conversion ratio is one in five. If I can pull their credit, now my lead conversion's one in two. I have more than doubled my chance of doing a loan for this person. Is that the first hurdle that usually comes about in the process that loan officers face with like a potential client? Is they like, pulling their credit? Yeah, like, hey, that's when things get serious. It is a serious. hurdle. It is a constant, consistent hurdle. And here's what I have found for me to be the best way for me to overcome it. Ma'am or sir, look, I don't want to pull your credit any more than you want me to pull your credit. Because when I pull your credit, it's going to cost my branch in excess of $50. For every credit pull I pull on a loan that we don't close, that's $50 less that I could use for something like the next sales event or the next marketing program. But I also understand that I can't do my job effectively and responsibly without having a copy of your credit report. So here's what I know. I know that if, if and when I pull your credit, it may very well drop your score by one to three points. I also know that in my industry, we work in credit buckets, meaning a 761 and a 765 is the same score. A 770 and a 780 is the same score. A 699 and a 697 is basically the same score, right? Because we work in buckets. Those buckets are typically 20-point increments. Mm. And I also know it's a necessity. So although I don't want to pull your credit because I, I want to be cognizant of my branch and, and the amount of money that we're spending, it's a part of doing business. It's just something that I'm going to have to do. And I move forward. Like without it, I can't give you good advice. It would be like, I love analogies. It'd be like you go into the doctor and you're not willing to have your um, chest listened to, your ears looked into, you're not going to open up so they can see the back of your throat mm -hmm. and you're not going to take your blood pressure. But doc, I don't feel great. Yeah, but I can't do a whole lot for you. At least let me start there. I'm not trying to take your blood right away. Right. Like at least let me start there. Let me start with your credit. And then from there, we can talk about the rest of the documents I may need in order to do my job appropriately. So we're talking about not giving away free advice. I like to answer enough questions to, to firmly plant myself as the subject matter expert. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but at some point I'm gonna need your buy-in. I'm gonna need your commitment and typically your commitment because I can't collect a fee from you up front. I wish we could. I wish our industry went to a place to where loan officers were so good and so valuable because they gave financial advice that we could collect a $500 mm. fee up front up front, but I gave you two hours of my time. I gave you a 45 minute in-person consultation. Plus I gave you an hour of me and my team structuring your loan and mm -hmm. really doing a thorough, diligent pre-approval. At which point, if I close a loan for you, you get that $500 credit. Mm -hmm. If I don't close a loan for you, I get to keep that $500. And more importantly, I'd probably split it. 50% would go with me. 50% would go to my branch because my branch has overhead to cover. It probably had a processor and a loan officer assistant and credit reports and mm -hmm. the pooling of DU and verification of, of income, et cetera, that goes along with it. I don't think I'm gonna live long enough to advocate for that <laughs> right. for our industry. But I have dreamt of a world that that's how it worked. You know what? This podcast will live on, Dustin, beyond your years. Yep. And uh, they'll like, look at that fool. Yeah. Can you believe Dumb that? Dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not only could he not grow hair, but he had these crazy ass ideas. Um, no, so because I can't collect the money, I want some kind of a buy-in. My right. buy-in 
is for you to do an application with me. My buy-in is for you to give me the permission to pull your credit. My buy-in is me getting your documents from you. Is that the, like, so application should be the first goal for like a loan officer. That's how you know things like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Because look, it's a, it's a little bit of a cumbersome process. I'm not going to lie. I don't want to do it twice or three times. If I'm a consumer, I do not want to do this multiple times. So I'd prefer to only have to do it once. Mm. But if I'm going to keep on calling so-and-so over at XYZ Lender, they keep on answering my questions and quoting me rates and, and giving me fee worksheets and telling me exactly what debts I have to pay off and right. how much money I need to save. Like, cool, you're giving me free advice. I have no commitment to you. I have no commitment. I have no skin in the game. So that, that's what I mean about quick giving away free advice. I'm sure all other professions do it well. As attorneys, I bet, do it well. Like if you're an attorney and someone keeps on abusing your time, at some point, like, hey, look, I need to put you on retainer. Hey, look, I need to schedule an appointment so I can give you, I can bill you. Mm. CPAs. Um, I mean, how about dentists and auto mechanics? Right? Like if I'm an auto, if, if I'm a mechanic and I keep people come on coming to, to my shop and I'm diagnosing what's wrong. Yeah, free diagnostic anytime. Come on by. Yeah, and then, and then they leave. Now, normally, so here's what about mechanics. No. Look, if you brought your car into me, it's such a pain in the ass to have to take time off of what you're doing to take your car in. Once it's on the lift, you're getting it fixed. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, but there's other professions where that doesn't work. I'm sure mm -hmm. if the auto industry, if I went to XYZ, I went to John Coleman's shop and got my diagnostic, but I went over to Shirley's shop and she did it for 30% off. Right. At one point, John's going to be like, hey, look. Yeah. My diagnostics cost $50, Yeah. right? I need something that at least makes it worthwhile so I can get your buy-in. For us in the mortgage industry, the buy-in comes from your information. You spending time with me, you're doing something that, 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 that I wish you would have done. So here's a story that I'll tell to kind of tie it all together. Okay. So I was on this coaching call and I think I had, I had three in the office. I had four on Zoom. Okay. And uh, which isn't bad, end of the month. So, you know, some of the more... Uh, senior people might have been out uh, attending closings. Mm -hmm. Don't know. It was Monday morning also and the end of the month. So maybe someone had a ton of closings on Friday and they're like, Psh, you'll see yeah. me on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I closed out my pipeline. I'll see you suckers <laughs> on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, this one loan officer brings up a great question. And she was like, hey, I had a client reach out to me. They were under contract and they want to know what I could do for them. I was like, oh, my first question is, did you, did you do their pre-approval? And she's like, no, she's like, literally, I don't know who they are. They won't even tell me who referred them to me. And they're under contract. They need to close in 30 days. And they want to know what I could do for them. I meant like they wanted you to send them three options. Mm -hmm. and she's like, no, they wanted my rate. I was like, she's like, what should I have done? And then she went on to say, like, this is what I mm -hmm. did do. And for the most part, what she did is exactly what I would have coached her to do. Mm -hmm. But what, what she did, the first thing was, hey, ma'am or sir, let me hop on the phone with you. I'd love to discuss with you your options. You may or may not know this, but there's no such thing as a one-size-fits-all mortgage. So I need to make sure that once I can assess what your financial needs, wants, and goals are, I can put together some options that make sense for you. Yeah. The person's like, I don't have time for that. I'm at work. Oh. Okay. Well, I don't know what you need from me then. And she's like, well, I, I just need you to send me what you can do for me. She wanted a rate quote. So I asked this loan officer, what did you do? And um, she did send her a rate quote. And then she asked me, well, what should I have done differently? Or more importantly, what, what would I have done as mm -hmm. Dustin Owen, the loan originator? I said, well, first and foremost, I would have given her something to wet her whistle. At this point, by the way, she's not a client. 
So this is not, I want everyone to, to recognize this. And I made a big stink about this during uh, the, the, the scripting um, coaching we did this mm -hmm. morning. Please never, ever refer to this person as a client. This person is like one or two things. It's a lottery ticket that you found in the parking lot and you walked into the into the 7-Eleven and had them run it through the scanner to make sure it wasn't a winner. Ding, ding, ding. Yep. Yeah. Or best case, it is a scratch off lottery ticket that someone handed you. Right. That's all it is. The, the chances of you winning are, are slim to none, but it's found. It's okay. It's a found opportunity. It fell in your lap. So you have nothing to lose here. You can only gain. Like you didn't, this loan was never even on your trajectory. Mm -hmm. It was never even in your vision board. Mm -hmm. wasn't even in your peripheral. Like no part of this was on the radar. The fact that this person called you, now you're going to throw crap against the wall to see what sticks. Mm -hmm. She tried the best alternative, which was get on a phone call. That's an opportunity to build rapport. Mm -hmm. That's an opportunity to, to give your value proposition, to build trust, et cetera. When that didn't happen, um, you now need to throw something against the wall to see what sticks. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not going to, for this person, answer a bunch of questions regarding closing costs and market movement and interest rates and all of that. Why my company versus someone else's company? Because they haven't committed to me. But what I would do is I'd reply back, here are the three options I would look into for you. I'd quote a seven-year arm. I'd quote a 30-year fixed where it costs two points, but I'm only charging one. I'd quote a 30-year fixed where it costs one point, but I'm charging, I'm, I'm, I'm charging zero. Mm. This is all via email, by the way. I'm not doing this in my loan origination software. Right, I don't, I don't have the six triggers that I need to mm. generate an LD for compliance purposes. This is someone who just hasn't given me their information. I don't have the ability to, to, to spit out an, an LD. They just want to know a quick email. Cool. So a 7-1-R may be a great, great opportunity because I work for a bank and mortgage company. I have that, I have a fantastic product. The rate's far superior than what's going on in the 30-year in the fixed conforming world because my 7-1 arms a portfolio loan. Mm -hmm. It's not a Jenny, I mean, it's not a Fannie Freddie. So it's being priced differently. I'll do the 30-year fixed where I'm pricing it 200 basis points short and telling her it's with a point if she knows what that means. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing a 30-year fix without one because I know if worse came to worse and she actually chose me, I could talk to my branch manager and and I could honor that rate. Right. I also know that rates change every day, sometimes four days, four times a day. I know rates are going to be different tomorrow. They're going to be different the next day. So who knows where rates are going to be when, when they are ready to lock in. Mm -hmm. um, so I quoted something that I, I could match. Because at this point, it's found money. Even if I have to designate this loan as an in-house referral, because of the pricing shortage I took, it's still found money. This loan was never in my focus. It was never on my radar. So I'm going to throw that out there to see if I can get a phone call. Hmm. And then once I get a phone call, that's when I'll talk about the next steps. But even still, I need to be cognizant that I'm not going to spend more than 15 minutes with this person until I get their buy-in. Right. Question for you. Yeah. You've talked to a lot of potential buyers, buyers, whatever. Um, what's the, what are they really looking for? What advice at the end of the day are most buyers looking for when they ask a loan officer, what should I do? They don't know. They have no idea. They really don't know. Think about it. They will go through this process maybe seven times over a 40 year period of time. Maybe seven. Maybe that's actually five over 40 mm -hmm. years and seven over 60 years. Like they, they, they won't 
do this enough consistently that they actually know. Their go-to is going to be rate and fees because maybe they saw that on, on CNBC. Maybe they listened to Clark Howard talk about it. Maybe their parents told them, but they have no idea. I think it's on us to tell them. I think it's, and I think if you ask them, hey, what's most important, but then give them options. Like if you say what's the most important, they're going to go to the one thing they know. But if you say, hey, what's most important to you, John? Is it me making myself readily uh, available to you throughout the process? Is it me advocating on your behalf to make sure your offer gets accepted over the other two or three offers that are probably going to come in? Is it me attending your closing? Is it making sure you not you don't get just a loan, but the right loan? John, I don't know if you know this or not, but there's no such thing as a one-size-fits-all mortgage. Mortgages are financial instruments that need to be tailor-made to match your financial needs, wants, and goals that also help you purchase the home. Rates and fees, are they are they most important to you or, is, or closing on time? John, I just gave you seven. Out of those seven things, what are the top two or three that matter most to you? Because I want to make a note of that because that's what I'm going to be expected to deliver on. So now it's different for every client. And I gave them seven options. Only two of them are rates and fees. And along the lines, I've told them, like, look, I'm going to tell you this about, we're getting way off this topic, but hopefully people will find this part somewhat educational and entertaining. But I try to tell every single person who's willing to listen. We, banks and lenders, all borrow money from the same people. We all then deliver our loans, for the most part, to the same people. Our business model from lender to lender to lender is, for the most part, the same. Mm -hmm. It's probably the reason why if I'm looking to buy a Ford from dealership to dealership to dealership all throughout the Central Florida area, I'm probably going to find most Ford Explorers within the same price range. Yeah, sure. maybe one was a couple hundred bucks cheaper, a couple hundred bucks more expensive, but mm -hmm. they're not going to be thousands of dollars cheaper. Right, yeah. Okay. Same thing goes with the mortgage industry. And also, I could never have become X type of originator, like wherever you are, you know, future rookie of the year, rising star. I've funded over a thousand loans, wherever you are in your career without being competitive. Or my company could not have been become one of the fastest growing lenders in America or one of the top 100 lenders in America or one of the most referred lenders in our local footprint mm -hmm. without always being competitive. So one promise I make to you, but really to every client, is that I will always make sure our rates and fees are competitive but it's pretty easy to do that, John, when I've already told you we all borrow our money from the same people and we all deliver loans the same the same way. Our business model is pretty, pretty similar. You're not going to find many of us are like that different from each other in terms of rates and fees. What is different is the service we provide, our approach to how we consult and advise our, advise our clients, mm -hmm. our personal accessibility, or how we advocate on behalf of our clients, our willingness to show up to closings. Like... That's where you're going to choose me or not choose me based on what's important to you. Sure. I just gave that person an answer that A, their mind is blown and B, their head is spinning. They probably don't know what to say. They just want to move on from the conversation, but I made them feel good. And then we move on. All right. Yeah. But this episode is supposed to be more about just the thought. It's, it's literally just the thought of make sure you are not giving away too much free information. Have you ever? Do you ever remember a situation back in the day where you were on the phone with somebody for like forty five minutes and they you gave them hella like info and they just didn't use you? Thousand percent. Oh, a hundred percent. Yep. In fact, 
I went as far as like, oh, so your lender turned you down? I don't know why they're turning you down. All you have to do is pay down, you know, pay off this debt, do split MI instead of um, uh, doing MI that's monthly. Right. And you'll qualify. And they say, oh, thank you so much. I follow them with them the next day. For their docs, because I at that time I'd pulled their credit. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, well, I talked to the, my original lender and I told them what you said. And they're like, oh, we can do that too. So I'm going to stay with them because I feel loyal to them. Yo, True what story. the f- True story. Uh, yeah, because look, you went to a certain lender. The first person you talked to, you built a relationship with. You probably didn't like that loan officer. Yeah. You got all the way to where you got your contract accepted. And now that lender's saying, no, I can't help you. So then you get referred to me. I'm a better technician. I jump in your file. I pull your credit. And I'm like, look, just pay off this credit card. Yeah. Do split mortgage insurance instead of doing doing it all monthly, uh-huh. and you'll qualify. Oh, could you say that one more time? I wasn't writing it down. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. Now, by the way, full disclosure, I've been on the receiving end of that. Right. I've been on the receiving end of that when someone said, hey, how come you told me no, but so-and-so said yes? I'm like, huh? So-and-so said yes? What? And then I was like, what'd they say? Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Let me look into that and get back to you. Right. Hung up the phone. I was like, God, dog it. Like- Seriously? So I, then I wait like 20 minutes, call them back. I'm like, hey, guess what? Good news for you. Oh, yeah. So it's like a thing in the industry. It's going to happen eventually. And, yeah, but you try to eliminate it, right? Mm. You try to eliminate it. It's, it's like one of those things. Like I learned this from a loan officer who no longer works with us, but he did it for like a decade. And he's like, don't be afraid to tell the borrower how, how hard their loan is. Hey, John, I have good news for you. I have good news for you is I'm going to be able to help you. I'm, I'm pretty confident based on all of my research and my years of experience that you're going to qualify. Hey, your loan's not going to be easy and I'm going to need a lot of documents from you. But if you trust me to get to the finish line, I won't let you down. Like that was part of his sales ploy. I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. Now he did it in a manner that I would say it wasn't comfortable with me because he'd probably do it to the 800 credit score who's putting 25% down. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. But it reminded me that if I do have that borrower, that isn't the easiest loan, and it is my my professional experience and my tools and my resources that's getting this loan closed, I am going to let them know that's hard to do, but I'm not going to tell them exactly how I'm doing it. Mm. The minute I start telling them exactly how I'm doing it, I give them the opportunity to go elsewhere. Hmm. So that was maybe like a hybrid lesson that I learned like, oh, good advice, maybe not unscrupulous the way that this loan originator did or does it. But it was it was good feedback that, you know, mm. what I don't need to be doing is spending all of this time giving them all of the answers, all of the methodology, just so they can go elsewhere. Right. And I've done this, I mean, uh, the, someone calls and they want to purchase a second home, and I ended up given them exactly how to structure this. I blow their mind. Oh my God, I didn't know if I could do it that way. And there's no money going to be out of my pocket and yeah. blah, 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 blah. And I, I call them, follow up like, Hey, it's been like three yeah. days and I'm, I'm expecting you to send over your documents. Are you having okay with my portal? Like, do you have yeah. any questions? Oh, well, we went to our bank up here in Pennsylvania and we told them what we were doing. And they said, yeah, that's a good idea. We can do it too. So we're just going to go with our bank. And I'm like, but if you would have called your bank before you called me, they'd have had no idea. Right. 
because their brain doesn't work but that that's way. a slippery slope because you want to be the subject matter expert you want to blow their minds on the first conversation with like yeah i know this this and this so like how do you really i guess it's like it's, it's like, a balancing act hmm. it's i think at this point the purpose of today's episode like so many episodes that we do is just to bring light on the on, like put put light on right. the on on the idea right just so we can now be cognizant of it right just hey look be cognizant ask yourself daily weekly monthly quarterly Am I giving away too much free advice? Hmm. Am I giving away too much free advice? How do I get my clients to buy in? How do I give them enough that I wet their whistle so that they want to buy in? How do I give them enough that I do I do get respected as a subject matter expert and they do want to, to hmm. jump all in with me? Because, yeah, the counter to that is I'm too rigid and I won't talk to anybody until they fill out an application and send me their docs. And I'm like, all right, well, that's a good story. So you just lost like 15 loans. I'm assuming there are some loan officers that yes. operate that way? Yes. Wow. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. It's like, be willing to take an application over the phone, people, especially in today's market. Hmm. If, someone, if somebody wants to do a loan with you, be like, hey, I got 20 minutes right now. Can I take down your information? Hmm. You do not have to rely on your technology, hmm. especially when I know your ass isn't going out making 15, 20 sales calls. Right? I know you're not closing 15, 25 yeah, loans right. a month. Yeah. You're closing your three, four, five loans a month and you're not willing to take an application over the phone. Come on now. Right. Right? So. Well said, man. Anyhow, I hope uh, everyone got some kind of enjoyment out of today's episode. You hit the spectrum, man. Yeah, I'm on the spectrum. You better <laughs> believe it. Um, spectrum for a nut, nut, nut job. Is there a spectrum for a nut job? Like, yeah, that dude, he's on it. Yeah. Are you going to the gym after this? Yeah, I'm going to the gym. Yeah. Well, there you I'm go. not running or biking or swimming though. Oh, what are you? Weights. Oh, just gonna lift. I'm gonna lift some weights. How how many sets? Uh, right now because of this whole um, Ironman thing, I go to the gym just for 45 how minutes. How many sets? Like what I was getting at, John, is I'm taking it light. Uh, I'll probably end up doing four. I'm out. Six. I'm out. About, about 18 sets. It's chest and abs. Chest and abs. I'll probably do four chest exercises at three sets a piece. Is 12. And then three ab exercises at two sets of pieces, six. So I'll do six. I'll do 18. I'm going to need you. That's good because I'm going to need you to have all this cardio and stamina when we're doing like a 14 city nationwide tour for TLOP. Okay. Will you get me a PJ for that? I mean, the, I've never been one. in one. It's, it's, it, I've will, never, it will ruin the way you travel. Is that, is, that, is that why you hate Spirit and Allegiance because you've been in a private jet? It, it, no, I haven't been in a private jet. I've gotten first class and I thought I was the best. Oh, okay. I've sat in a little bubble on international flights and I was like, oh, this is great. Oh, I've never done that either. Hey, you're so far ahead of me, John. I just want to—I want someone rich tuning in. Someone rich tuning in. Just take me in your private jet. In a yacht. I've never been on a yacht, so I really want to be on a really? yacht, a private jet. And I want someone to discover us, John. Okay. I want someone to come in and be like, I love what they're doing. I could be their business manager. I could be their promoter. I could be their their PR. I love how we sprinkled this in at the end, like at the end of a movie. As if like, someone's listening yeah, at this point? Yeah, there's a couple. Like, okay. Someone comment. If you made it this far, please just let us know somehow that you actually listened to this fucking gibberish <laughs> this long in the episode. That's all the time we have for today. He's Dustin Owen. I'm Justin. Damn it. You can't even do it. Hey, that's all the time we have for you today. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owen. We will catch you on the next episode.